everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want. all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. I'm eating an M&M. Don't hate me. I've got a meat pie ready to go in the oven. That's how I roll. <laughs> it's ridiculous, I know. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading episode 357 of Your Tech Life. Thanks to the good people at Garmin, Satellite Navigation, GPS Technology and Alcatel and their range of amazing smartphones and um, dumb phones too. They've got them all, but a great range of smartphones uh, coming out in 2017 too. We will keep you informed about those as they happen, including Mobile World Congress in Barcelona, where we'll be in uh, two and a half weeks from now. Can't wait for that. Uh, with all the announcements from lots and lots of companies. Lots to talk about tonight. A lot of news around since we last um, uh, had an episode. Plus a few calls to get through. Um, and I might uh, try and remember at the end. I'll just write this down. Um, I'll give an update on where you can hear me across the country in terms of your radio listening. Um, so thanks for your company. If you've got a tech question, anytime you like, just jump on to eftm.com.au. Click on email Trevor Long and... Come straight to me and I can have a look and I can get you on the phone and we can have a chat and try and solve your tech problem because there's nothing worse than a tech problem, is there? Uh, maybe a car problem's worse, don't you reckon? Because that actually stops you from going somewhere. Stopping you from emailing versus stopping you from going somewhere. I think I'd take a tech problem over a car problem any day. Car problem is my worst fear. I just don't want to be stranded. Uh, so happy to help you with your tech problems. Can't really do much for your car problems here on your tech life. So some reasonable news to uh, yes this week from Stan, the Australian streaming service. Now remember, Stan is a partnership between uh, Channel Nine and Fairfax. Um, Presto was a partnership between Channel Seven and Foxtel, and Netflix is its own behemoth globally. And then you've got Amazon Prime. Now, Presto, rest in peace. It's no longer with us. Closed down a few days ago. Um, will be replaced by Foxtel Play, which is Foxtel's internet-based pay TV service, if you want to look at it that way. Um, now, Stan, I think, going strong. I think they're doing a very good job. I, I still think it's a great service. Without question, having every episode of Seinfeld is brilliant. Um, for 10 bucks a month, it's awesome. But there's been a couple of features introduced by Netflix and also available on Amazon Prime that they don't have, and they have announced they will come. 4K streaming is first, and that's coming in April. Um, to LG and Samsung TVs from uh, last year and the year before, and a PlayStation 4 Pro. So if you've got one of those devices, you'll be able to watch in beautiful 4K resolution some of the great content that they've got. In fact, they say the majority 
Um, and certainly all the new stuff will be in 4K. That's a big win because I watch Netflix a bit. I watch Amazon Prime. Well, I did until the Grand Tour ended. I haven't watched the last episode, actually. Um, and on a beautiful, big, uh, newish TV, it looks amazing. It's, it's really the, the first time you get to really get to try the 4, uh, 4K resolution of your screen. Normally you've just got, you know, pixels being upscaled and moved around and hoping it looks good, but this is coming down to you in 4K and it does look amazing. So they've been working on this for some time and they're bringing it to market in a couple of months. Um, Before that, I think in March, we're going to be able to download. So you're going to be able to download uh, content onto your device. So if you've got an iPhone or an iPad and you've got Stan, um, for the titles they have the rights to, and again, I think they're saying it's the majority. I may have got that mixed up. Maybe the majority are downloaded and uh, a selected few are 4K, but either way, it's not not everything. Um, you can hit a little download button. You can save the, the content to your device uh, and watch that uh, when you're in airplane mode. So you could be on the train and not chewing up mobile data because you're watching something that's downloaded onto the device. It's a very, very cool feature, especially for travelers, and um, it really keeps them neck and neck with Netflix in terms of feature sets. So... A good move from Stan, plus great new shows coming. There's a there's a Wolf Creek Season 2. Um, they've got a comedy series coming up called uh, One Night Stan. Uh, Will Anderson and a bunch of others have done stand-up shows. And again, this very much emulates what Netflix have done with their comedy offering. Uh, and likewise, Netflix emulated what HBO did. And HBO emulated what was successful in DVDs for comedians. So an interesting uh, way to approach this whole thing for um, for Netflix and for Stan and I think it's great to have Stan on literally uh, equal pegging with, um, uh, with, with Netflix in terms of feature set. So good news for Stan customers. If you haven't tried Stan, it's 10 bucks a month. Very much worth, um, uh, worth checking out. And, uh, yeah, have a, have a good look at that one. I'll put all the details up at eftm.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. So the Huawei Mate 9 was released uh, yesterday. For $999 uh, here in Australia. Now, um, I'll tell you first, it comes in, in two different colors. And the two different colors are available from different places. Um, so if you see people with, I think it's the kind of gray, silvery one, uh, space gray, that's at Optus and Vodafone stores. If you see someone with the mocha brown, they bought it outright from JB Hi-Fi, Harvey Norman and other retailers. Um, you can, it has 64 gig of onboard storage plus um, you can use the second SIM card slot for extra expansion if you want. And the outright one from JB Hi-Fi and Harvey Norman has a dual SIM slot. So you can put two SIM cards in there. Um, the Optus and Vodafone one has just the one SIM card slot. Um, the big claim to fame for this device is um, the camera is certainly a big deal. It's the second evolution of the Leica camera that was on the P9. It's doing some really nice depth of field effects. Um, not the same way that Apple does it, but intelligently and it's hit and miss if you're if you're trying really hard but for a basic photo it works really really well and that that really adds value to the camera um, and puts it uh, above nearly all competitors probably on peg with the iphone i would think um just because that iphone 7 plus camera is sensational um it has a powerful processor um, which means it's super fast it has supercharged technology so it's going to charge up fast you get a full day usage out of 20 minute charge and critically, a 4,000 milliamp hour battery. So they, they say, you know, a couple of days use here. Now, I've been getting a day, day and a half easily. I certainly haven't needed a charger during the day. And I know that because it's a, uh, it's a USB-C, so I don't carry one of those around normally. So great battery, great camera, 
and, a, and an intuitive user interface, and I can't really speak to this because I, I don't know how long it takes before it learns you, but apparently it learns how you use the OS and prioritizes apps and files and functions uh, in the in the phone's memory. So not a bad little feature there. The Mate 9 looks great, feels great in the hand, great performance, great camera. And again, for nine ninety nine outright, uh, it sounds expensive, and it is, but your competitor products are $1,200, $1,300. So it is a, still a big saving over its direct competitors, and Huawei say uh, that this has been their most pre-ordered phone. So good news for Huawei on that front, and we'll have to wait and see how well that um, that product goes overall. But I think I think good news for Huawei. I think they um, they should do quite well in in using that device, and hopefully, you know, the likes of JB Hi-Fi and Harvey Norman pushing this outright purchase is something that actually. Uh, kind of adds value to that proposition. I think a lot of people um, struggle to understand why you would want to do that, but it's, uh, it's really valuable and can save you big bucks in the long run. You're listening to Your Tech Life. And we do it all thanks to Garmin, satellite navigation, GPS products, and one such product is the Phoenix 5 with a slate grey and black band. This is an $800 smartwatch. Look, I, I know people that wear this every day. Um, one of the uh, floor technicians at Channel 9, Maz, uses, uses one, wears it all every day. Uh, big watch, but smarter than most smartwatches. No, there's no apps you can install from the App Store, but the things this thing does are stunning. And as I said, $7.99 for the 47mm uh, version. There are smaller, slightly smaller versions as well, um, uh, which uh, the same price as $9.99 for the... Um, or the 5X, which is the 51mm um, version. But the thing about the Phoenix is it's a uh, solid watch that does so much more than just GPS tracking or just um, breadcrumb um, tracking back to where you were. It's um, it's really intelligent. It's able to monitor everything about the way you're operating. It's uh, It's got uh, all the all the right uh, sensors and things on it. It's a premium multi-sport sport watch. Uh, put all your key stats at your fingerprint, and the performance widget shows the effect of your progress uh, and your workouts. A bunch of connected features, so you're going to get smart notifications when people are emailing you or whatever. Um, it's a great looking watch, great design, and they've done a good job with the usability and the readability of the screen too. The Phoenix 5 uh, series of smartwatches, uh, you can find them at garmin.com.au. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, your tech, tech life, life with Trevor Long. Taking your calls, we've got a question about technology. Problem with technology, doesn't matter what it is. Happy to help you out, and uh, let's go to calls. Anendra, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Trevor. How are you? Very well. What can I do for you? Well, I've got this uh, issue here, and this has been uh, ongoing for uh, some time now. Mm. Um, what's going on is uh, I've got a company email that I that I use for work, mm-hmm. and the email comes on both my company laptop and my mobile phone. Mm-hmm. When I do receive the emails on my mobile phone, I can open it, I can read it, but I can't delete it. It seems that uh, some of the emails that I do see on my mobile phone, yeah. it pops up again, even if I've deleted, and it, as, as if it has, hasn't been read. And what does it some look like? Them, what does it look like on the computer in that same time? Well, on the computer, when I well, I normally use the computer or the laptop uh, during the afternoon or, or from home. I do carry the laptop with me, but I don't I don't use it because I yeah. find it phone is easier way to to sort of do my work. So, and, and, and how big is through. the company that you work for? 
Oh, it's a big, it's a big company. Yep. And, um, and, and, and I, and, and on, on my laptop, mm. uh, I need to sign in. It's a post office uh, site that we use. Post office? And is I that can, what it's called, is it? Right. It's, and I have to log in to my, I think it must be the server, my work server. But you, you're saying it's and, something called post office. It's not called Outlook or it's not called Google. It's not nothing like, anything like that. Nah, nah. Right. It's a post office. So, and has, how um, long have you worked there? I mean, these are crazy questions, but it'll come together in a minute. Trust me. How long have you worked oh, there? Oh, I've been here for about uh, almost four, four, four and a half years. And ha- has it always but, been the same post office web service? So I'm going to make an assumption. Um, I'm going to make an assumption about your um, your work situation. And the unfortunate thing is really you are a bit reliant on your IT department here. But it's most likely that your work is still using what we call servers, computers sitting in an office, um, you know, in a, in a rack room somewhere that are receiving all the mail and it's sitting there and they're managed by the IT department. Lots of organizations have moved to cloud-based services like Microsoft or Google and it's a very different setup. The issue is yeah. our mobile phones are beautifully engineered for these new cloud-based services. They're really not that good with all these old ones. And it could well be as simple as um, deleting the email account from your phone and re-adding it to your to your phone using different settings. Um, have you spoken to the IT department about what settings are required on the mobile phone? Well, uh, Trevor, this is my second phone um uh, which is the brand new phone? It's a Samsung Galaxy mm-hmm. S7 yep. uh, Edge, which I'm using, and and I do know. I mean, the guy, someone told me that it does not synchronize with the server at work. Right. But but when I use my laptop, I use my laptop from home. The company, the company laptop, but right. I log into my hmm. uh, login from home. And once I log into the post office uh, site and I check the emails again. I can delete it from there, no problem. No, that's right. They're very different things. The, using the, yep, the, yep. the site. So using that website, you're just going to a website address. You're, you're basically tinkering directly with the mailbox that's sitting on their computer. When you use your yep. phone, your phone is, is really just making commands. It's sending commands back to the server, hoping that they work. And like delete or archive, yep. those things often don't work beautifully. So unfortunately, you... you you either need um, to deal with the fact that you can't have that ability on your mobile phone or you need to spend a bit of time with the IT department to check what settings are required on your Android phone because I, I don't believe that it's not possible. I do believe it's likely that you won't get the full functionality, but I think that you um, you should be able to at very least uh, you know see and delete emails. I think that would be a, a base level of expectation. So unfortunately, without knowing what the... What the the technology is behind that post office? I'm I'm sorry, it's a bit hard to help directly. I think you are reliant on the old IT department. Yeah, but but uh, on uh, but but what I can do is uh, when my personal email comes in on on, on uh, either the either or on, hmm. the, on my work email address, so yeah. I sometimes also receive uh, personal emails on yep. this particular email that I receive. I can read it and I can delete it, no problem. But only the work email that I can't delete. Yeah, because it's on a different server. It's 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 not your phone. It's not you. It's the way your work have configured your mail. Okay. And unfortunately, they they're the only people that can can help with that. Really, uh, I unless can, so I have to call my. IT you are going to have department. to call the IT help desk. Unfortunately, log a ticket, mm, get a number, okay. and hope they help you quickly. I can. 
No Sorry, I couldn't be of more help, Anandra. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. And if you've got a question about a problem in your tech life, uh, <laughs> jump on the phone. Uh, just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Now you're listening. Thank you for downloading. This is Your Tech Life, episode 357. If you've got a question about technology in your world, in your life, get in touch. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Andrew. Hi. How are you going? Good, mate. What can I do for you? Uh, look, so um, basically I'm, uh, I'm calling on behalf of, uh, uh, of uh, just, a, just a family friend. Yep. Who, uh, oh, look, I, I also get, get, get this issue as well, but... Um, just about spam emails. Yeah. Um, I know we've spoken about it in the. You, you've spoken about it in the past before, but I just want to see if there's a there's a good approach on how to uh, how to eliminate them. I think you, you probably know my standard advice is, if you're not with Google, you should be with Google. <laughs> they have the best yeah. anti-spam filter on the planet, and you know even if you're not doing it today, uh, you should think about moving to them at some point in the future because their anti-spam is is sensational. But if you're with uh, either, you know, maybe you've got work or you've got another account and, and a reason there's a reason you can't move, you need to invest. I mean, it's not something that happens for free, and I don't think even Outlook's, um, you know, right-click, add to junk and marker spam works very well. You really need to look for something like uh, Norton's anti-spam protection. Uh, Norton have a product that you, you know, you, you buy as a part of internet security that will do it. Assuming that you're using something like Outlook to check your mail, is that that what they're using? It's uh, so. So, so but just just using a um, just a normal Internet Explorer web, web browser. Right. So if you're using a web browser, then the entire weight of the anti-spam goes onto your email provider, right? So you can't do anything as an individual. You, you need a great Internet provider like, as I said, Google. So if you've, say, got uh, Telstra and you're, uh, you're logged onto their, their Big Pond webmail, it's excellent, but... They've only got the most basics of spam and junk protection. Uh, it's it's never going to be that. It's never going to be as good as the biggest in the world or the the ones that you pay for. So unfortunately, to install it, to have any spam protection that you control, you need to be using something like Outlook to check your mail, which again I'm not a fan of because it's just an extra layer of software that you don't need. And then on top of that, you install any spam protection, mate. Okay. Okay. I mean, critically, right, the number uh, one thing you, you have to learn and, and you have to tell your friends is don't 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 reply to the emails, don't hit unsubscribe from the emails, just delete them. Um, if you engage with a spammer, your email becomes more valuable because they know you exist as a real person. Yeah, sure, sure. Sorry, that's not I'll, what you wanted I'll to hear, that. mate. Yeah, I'll, I'll pass that if I want to. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's just a little bit funny because I've had the... Same uh, email address for the, for like the last 10, 15 years yeah. when they set up their, their little business. And, um, and, you know, they're just, just, just constantly, constantly getting, getting uh, you know, And, mate, look, email. if they're a business, um, it's even more critical to me that they think about a, a, a long-term plan. Let's, let's call it a year. If they were today to set up a, a Google Apps account, if they were today to register a domain name for their business and link those two yep. things together... So when when I get emails at trevorlong.com or at eftm.com.au, they can all come to the same mailbox in, in Google. You wouldn't know that I'm using Google um, because it just looks professional. It's, I've got my own domain name. A, a business yeah. of any size should have their own domain name. It should have its own email, and it should be hosted with Google. 
and you will have a world of, of pleasure from that style of email because you will eliminate spam in the long term. You may still need to check that Hotmail account. Uh, in fact, you can you can set up your Google account to check that Hotmail account for you and bring that mail into this new central mailbox. That's pretty cool. That, that's a, that's a nice and that might be a, that might be a thing to test and see whether it, by bringing in the the Hotmail, it actually detects more of the spam. Might be worth checking that, mate. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. Perfect. All right, mate. Good luck. Thank you very much. No worries at all. Thank you for getting in touch. And if you've got a question about technology, problem with technology, easy. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Click email Trevor Long and get in touch. Now, the horse might have bolted on this one, but well worth checking, especially if you live in a well less busy area than the the big city. Uh, Aldi released a plan last week. Uh, for mobile phone users on the Aldi mobile network, which is the Telstra network, and they just resell it. Um, that was stunning. $249 up front, unlimited calls, unlimited text for one year, $20 a month, plus 42 gigabytes of data. Gigabytes of data to use across the year as you choose, not 3.5 gigabytes per month. Across the year, one month, five month, one month, one month, five gig, one month, one gig, one month, two gig, one month, three gig, one month, eight gig, as long as you didn't use more than 42. And when you do, you can just top it up, uh, $15 for two gig. Uh, 42 gig across the year is enormous for, for I think, 60%, if not 80% of people. Um, and for 249 stunning, stunning value. Now, I think the um, the, the funny thing about this is that I was talking about it for, for some, some days now on different media outlets, and I started getting emails from people saying, it's, uh, I can't find it. So this is like all those great Aldi deals, whether it's furniture or ski gear. It's limited time only. You had to get in fast. Um, so you may not find them at your local Aldi. But um, if you do, oh, you should snap it up. $249 for one year's mobile access, unlimited calls and texts, and 42 gigabytes of data. Uh, pretty hard to compete with that, to be honest. So uh, check that one out. Um, details are at eftm.com.au. And the other thing um, that was a good deal that I played with this week was the Kogan Atlas Ultra Slim Pro. Now, this device um, pegs itself as an ultra slim laptop, and I had my doubts. At $800, most laptops are a bit big, bit chunky, bit heavy. This thing says it's ultra slim. So how does it compare to a MacBook Air or the new MacBook Pro or a Dell XPS 13? Uh, Great. It is ultra thin. It is light. It does look good. It feels well good in construction. Open it up, and uh, the keyboard was great. The screen was better resolution than HD. Um, it performed really well. I can't imagine doing video editing on it. And the only thing I could fault was the battery. Um, really, to me, four four and a half hours. You'd have to pull it down to thirty twenty percent battery uh, brightness if you wanted six or eight hours, but. On 85% brightness, streaming off the internet, I was getting four, four and a half hours. I've got to be honest, great value. $800, $799 at Kogan.com, the Atlas Ultra Slim. Um, Well worth considering. Now, to be clear, I don't think this is a back-to-school device because I don't think the battery meets the criteria of back-to-school. But for people who are looking to replace a computer, buy a computer, 
and they don't want a tablet because that's often the better solution in most for most people. Um, this thing is slim and light and fantastic, and I think that is why we should um, we should consider these kind of devices. Not all the time, but for seven ninety nine, well worth a look, folks. I really encourage you to check it out. Um, uh, it's available to buy at Kogan.com, and you can read the review at EFTM.com.au. Now, Canon this week announced uh, a new product, um, a new printer, and it emulates what I know as the Epson uh, ink tank, eco tank is what they call that product, where you don't have cartridges you change, you have tanks you fill with ink. And the upshot there is they're more expensive printers. So $559 for the new Pixma Endurance 4600, and it has four ink tanks, yellow, red, blue, and black, or, you know, CMY and the black. Uh, CMYK, is that the, the K? And the idea here is that you're paying up front. You're paying the big dollars up front and you don't have those huge costs of cartridges all the way through. So 559 up front, the ink's probably going to last you a year or so. Uh, it'll, t- it'll print 7,000 color pages, 6,000 black and white, which brings the cost per page right down. And the ink refills uh, for a jug might, might seem uh, expensive, but you're doing it once every couple of years. So good of Canon to get back into that range. It's great. Not really a uh, you know home school printer. It's a small business printer, and it's great for small business because you don't have those uh, cartridge woes all the time. So a great little printer. Details now at eftm.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. And we do it all thanks to good people at Alcatel, the Alcatel range of mobile phones uh, doing great things here in Australia. Um, the uh, They're the third biggest uh, seller of mobile phones in, in Australia. Um, A-L-C-A-T-E-L. Alcatel is the brand. And uh, they've got some great products coming up this year. Mobile World Congress will tell us a lot more. I can tell you that right now for nothing. Um, and they're going to kind of rebrand a bit. The uh, I was told at CES that the Pop, the Pixie, the the Idol, those names are probably going to disappear and, and be re- replaced by kind of letters and numbers so you can get a better sense of which is the, the premium and, and where they where they exist in, in the whole lineup of Alcatel products. So... Um, yeah, bunch coming up for Alcatel this year. The GoPlay still on sale. It's a two ninety nine dollars smartphone, drop proof, uh, shock proof, dust proof, waterproof. A great little phone. They've got phones at sixty nine dollars at Optus, up to you know five hundred dollars, and they're soon going to have an online store, so you can just buy direct as well. Check them out at Alcatel. Just search Alcatel or go to alcatel mobile dot com. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, Your tech, tech life. life with Trevor Long. Now, if you live in the city or work in the city. And I mean literally, like Pitt Street. Um, amazing internet is available to you now. Netgear, Ericsson, Qualcomm, and Telstra have partnered up to create a product that is mind-blowing stuff. Um, the Netgear Nighthawk uh, M1 mobile router is a small little router that uses a 4G SIM card from Telstra uh, to connect to the internet. But it does some amazing things in that it it kind of creates more bandwidth in the connection using the Qualcomm technology on board and the Ericsson technology at the towers, the speeds we were seeing in the lab with 900 megabits per second downloads, 150 up. In the real world, this is going to be more like 350 odd, but still that is stunning speeds for an internet-connected device via the mobile network. And here's what I love. It's, uh, it's actually a very, very good little router. So I've been testing it out and it has an Ethernet port. So you can actually hardwire your connection. So you haven't got a Wi-Fi connection to a mobile connection. 
which is much more reliable. It's going to be about $350, $360 for the device. Telstra is going to announce some new plans next week, hopefully a lot more data for, 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 the, for the same value dollar. So more bang for your buck, um, but we'll know more next week. But that product is the Netgear Nighthawk M1 mobile router. Again, details at eftm.com.au. All right, now this is controversial. But I'm going to make a declaration that Apple Music is better than Spotify. Okay. Now, I wrote this on EFTM.com.au, and I talked about it this morning on the Today Show, so it won't be a surprise to you to hear that. But I just wanted to talk a little bit more about why. So I've been I've had Spotify for some time, um, and I've dipped in and out of Apple Music. But I, I didn't subscribe after the initial kind of, was it one month or a couple of months trial when it very, very first came out. But... I was lured back to it, and I will absolutely confess that I had a had a meeting with Apple to, to talk about Apple Music and get a bit of a better understanding about it. Now, I just thought Apple Music was, you know, Beats 1, bloody music, radio station thing, and I'm a very simple man. I've just got my, my songs, and <clears throat> that's the thing that, that made uh, Spotify work for me. I've got my 60, 70 songs and maybe a bigger reach of about 150-odd songs, um, that live in my Spotify kind of library, and it suggests music based on that. But every week, every Monday, the Discover playlist on Spotify just just bugs me and disappoints me a bit. <clears throat> and the Daily Mix, there's four of those. They're good, but they get a bit repetitive. And that those are my two kind of issues with uh, with Spotify. I think they need to work harder on the Daily Mix and let it, I don't know, um, refresh itself more. So... The Discover Weekly playlist is is kind of uh, random stuff for me. It is um, often covers by cover bands, uh, which tricks you into thinking it's the real song, but then it's not. And yeah, just generally not not as not as great as I would want it to be in terms of discovering music. Now, then I realised my problem was I don't want to discover new music. I want to discover old music that I've heard before or variations on a theme. And that's, I think, where Apple wins the game, right? So Apple on the, if you subscribe to the your, um, the, the Apple Music concept uh, app, um, there's a For You tab. Now, at the very top of the For You tab, there are two playlists. One of them is called My New Music Mix. And the other is called My Favourites Mix. Now, My Favourites Mix was updated today. This, I haven't looked at it yet, so I'm going to click on it right now. It starts with All My Lovin' by The Beatles, New York State of Mind by Billy Joel, uh, Rich Girl, Hall and Oates, Tiny Dancer, Under Pressure, Creep by Radiohead, Tie Your Mother Down by Queen. I mean, these are all great songs. Little Juice, Coop. These are the songs I want to listen to. And I kind of described it to um, the people at Apple as, I-, I like my comfort zone. And they said, you're going to love my favorites mix. That is basically your comfort zone. That is music you will pretty much always love. And they're right. It's very good. So if you like new music, the new music mix I can't really comment on. It's probably great, but I don't, I don't want new music. I'm not really interested. Um, but the favourites mix, amazing. And the thing is, the reason is, the um, Apple has so much knowledge of my music taste because it knows every song I own, every CD I've burnt, um, every song that I've rated, every song that I've disliked and liked and thumbed up and thumbed down. Um, how many times I've played certain songs. It knows all this stuff about me over a decade from iPod to now. And Spotify doesn't have that. And that's that's the disadvantage that Spotify has, um, which for many people wouldn't matter because they're looking for new music. But for me, and if you like me and you love your music and you're, you're, in, your, in, your groove, 
in the lucky comfort zone, I think you're going to love Apple Music. The redesign is is much, much better. The fonts are bigger. The, the whole thing's easy to use. It's still a complex piece. There's a lot there, but I think they've nailed it with the redesign, at least now, to make um, more accessible some of, some of the good stuff available. So um, highly recommend, if you haven't tried Apple Music, you sign up and try it, and you check out the My Favourites Mix. Give it a few weeks. See how it feels. See how it sounds. But I love your views. Why do you love Spotify over Apple Music, or why do you love Apple Music over Spotify? Or are you listening to Pandora? Wow. Who are you? Uh, let me know what you think. Go to the website, eftm.com.au, or you can uh, tweet me at Trevor Long or on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Trevor Long. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Let's keep going with calls. G'day, Bruce. Hi, Trevor. How cool. Oh, you don't You're sound doing? happy. You don't sound happy, Bruce. What's happened, mate? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm with Telstra, mm. and I switched to NBN uh, November 17. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, I had great NBN um, access to the net, no problems. Um, it was just a normal connection. Right. But since that day, I have got nothing but constant interruption. So you you used out. to have what ADSL? Yes. And and do you know what type of NBN you've got, Bruce? Uh, type of Indian um, hmm, fibre to the home, the... fibre to the node. Are you aware? Um, no. Okay, that's fine. I'm that's a bit fine. of a dummy. No, not at all. What um, <laughs> what sort of what indicates that there's a problem? Are you on your computer and it doesn't work, or are there lights that flash? How does it how does it look to you? Well, it just drops out. I lose the picture. I get. Oh, so you're watching uh, like a TV, a streaming TV, yeah? Yes. Great. Um, no, no, no. I'm just. This is just a connection to the net. I, yes, I'm, but what what are you what are you seeing on? Like, what device are you looking at when you think the connection has dropped out? Um, what do you mean, a, a desktop? Yeah, are you on a computer, a mobile phone, a television? Yes, I'm on a, I'm on a computer. Okay. And yeah. HU... Um... Yep, you're on a computer, you're on the you're on the web, are yeah. you just on, like, a website, your email, Facebook, or are you watching YouTube? No, I'm on just on the net. Um, I'm sorry. No, no, that's right. I'm using a desktop, um, and I'm connected up. To the net. What I'm trying to get at is, um, how do you know the internet has dropped out? Is there a message on the screen of the computer that tells you there's no internet? Well, firstly, I, I lose the image, and then I, on white, just a white background, I get a balloon that says, "Hmm, you're you are disconnected." Okay. Now, is your computer wireless, or is yep. it plugged directly into your NBN kind of modem? I'm, I'm plugged into the landline um, through the modem. Plugged into the... So you are, you're plugged into the modem. Your computer is plugged into the modem, yeah? Yes. Okay, yes. so then that's good because that means that, that, you're, that your wireless is certainly not, not a problem. Now, you said you're with Telstra, did you? Yes. And in I'm fact, guessing I'm... you're frustrated by their ability to give you technical support. Well, Trevor, since November 17, I've been talking to Manila... Almost every second day. Right. Um, my Did... file up there must be a, a mile <laughs> thick. And on the day that the November 17, when they did the installation, I'm assuming the technician checked the connection. Nobody, they don't come to your site. They just do it. They just send you something, do they? 
I didn't see anybody. Nobody comes in into the house. And um, so. So I, it's very uh, interesting. So uh, what, what do Telstra say? Do they just say everything's fine? Well, eventually, um, we went through everything. I checked all the, the connections. They supplied a new modem right up, up front. Mm. Then when this didn't, when I was still having problems, they supplied me with a bigger version of it, right. brand new. Um, so we know, They we just know keep the sending you these or do they come around? Uh, they just send them. Oh, right, this is ridiculous, Bruce. It's ridiculous, isn't it? So look, let, let's, well, you're, yeah, with, you're with Telstra. But there's more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they sent a technician out and he brought this marvellous, piece of equipment with him and we went through everything and he said okay it's fixed and buzzed off and it was short term like the next day it was dropping out again right well look um there is one other thing to confirm here is there anyone else at home or you live alone bruce no my wife's here so does she and she she shares the same computer i'm assuming no, I'm, I'm, my daughter shares it occasionally. She's mm. got but is there another computer in the house? Is there another device in the house is what I'm saying? No. Yeah, because, I mean, there is a risk that the device is actually faulty. Right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like there's, I... there's a risk that, uh, that your computer is, is what's playing up. So I wonder whether there's, uh, I guess, a way, well, we could, well, a way we could test that, whether... Uh, your daughter or a friend of your daughter's could, uh, you know, bring a computer around and they could watch videos for an hour. Do you know what I mean? If we, if there's a way to test it and absolutely rule out any problem at your end. Yeah, I've thought about this. Um, the, it's an HC, um, Hewlett-Packard, HP, and uh, it's two years old. Yep. But, again, but, but again, I but again Bruce, is pride. there is there anyone else? Sorry. Oh, I, don't worry about... What I want to know is, can someone else bring a computer to your house to test it? That's what you need to do. Because okay. there's no point going to HP and saying, they think the computer's broken, you don't know what's wrong with it. You need, a, yeah. through trial and error, what you want to do is you want to have the conviction to say to Telstra, listen, I've checked, it's not my computer, it's your end, you need to fix this for me. It's ridiculous. So, do you know what I mean? You, you, I would argue you don't have that yeah. confidence yet because you haven't ruled out your computer as at fault. Well, I have considered the fact that it could be, but prior to moving, mm. it I was had fine. No problem. Yeah, it was fine. Look, Bruce, the best I can do is two things. Firstly, I absolutely do encourage you to find a family friend, a relative, uh, a friend of your daughter's, whatever it might be, to bring a device around and try and use your internet for a little while and see whether they have the same unreliability. Um, that just gives yeah. you peace of mind. And the second thing is. I'll send you an email with um, so that you can reply and just give me all your account details with Telstra. I will forward that to senior support officers at Telstra and see whether we can get a little bit of um, a little bit of help up the chain here in Australia to help you with your NBN problem. Okay, Bruce. Yeah, this is the problem. Um, um, getting somebody to talk to and Bruce. Manila, that's what I'm saying, Bruce. No Bruce, I'm yeah. offering to get that for you, mate. Yes. Okay. okay. So you you. Stay by your email. I will send you an email. You just reply with your Telstra account number and your address, and I will get someone from Telstra to be in touch with you, all right? All righty. Good on you, Brucey. Yes. Sorry to hear you have Thank those you. troubles. Hopefully we can get them solved for you, and you can be uh, surfing the internet again soon, Bruce. <laughs> 
Thank you for the call, Trevor. Good on you, Bruce. I'll, I'll be, do that. I'll be in touch. And if you've got a tech problem at home, uh, get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. All right, an update for you in 2017 where you can see me and hear me. You know you can uh, see me on the Today Show or Today Extra now and then, uh, although I've done it probably nine times in the last 10 days. Um, and also on A Current Affair, we've got a great story on A Current Affair tonight, which you'll probably miss, but it'll be on the Nine Now website about the future of shopping, uh, featuring the Samsung Family Hub Smart Fridge. Uh, but in terms of radio, um, a reminder that I'm on um, a bunch of radio stations every week, uh, Melbourne's um, 3AW and, and uh, Magic 1283. So Magic 1283 every week uh, with Glenn, uh, Glenn Ridge at breakfast, uh, 3AW overnights, uh, Wednesday mornings. Um, Brisbane 4BC, about 3.30 in the afternoon, taking your calls on, on Brisbane's 4BC. Perth in uh, in Western Australia on 6PR at uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, taking your calls again on Tuesday. Hobart 7HO on Thursday mornings. Uh, and then we're across Alice Springs, Albury. Most of these occur on a either a Wednesday morning overnight or Tuesday morning breakfast time. Um, Albury, Newcastle, KOFM with Tanya and Steve, uh, Paddy and Sarah at Gosford's 2GO, uh, Mark and Juanita at Cairns at Triple M, um, uh, Triple M across Albany, the Goldfields, Wheatbelt, Avon Valley, Esperance, and uh, we're up in the Hunter Valley, Deniliquin, Colac, Hamilton, Wangaratta, Swan Hill, Horsham, Warrnambool, Gippsland, Atherton, Port Douglas, Bundaberg, Innisfail, the Sunshine Coast with Bilco on Zinc FM, and 2ST Narrow with Stretto. And uh, every single night of the week, I'm on uh, Tiwi Talking Lifestyle, 8 o'clock every weeknight, taking your calls for an hour. Couple of great interviews. That's a separate podcast you can uh, download if you'd like to, and I'd love for you to do that. I'd love you to download it and start rating it. It'd probably be have more ratings and reviews than any other of the the two UE Talking Lifestyle shows. Um, so download the Talking Lifestyle um, podcast and uh, and listen to those interviews and the whole show if you like. Um, and we'll have news on the nightly radio show and uh, expansion of such. Uh, next episode on Your Tech Life. Love to hear from you all the time on Twitter at Trevor Long, on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Trevor Long, and of course the website eftm.com.au. We'll do it again soon on Your Tech Life. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long.